Hey everyone, we are JR Nola, a tiny nonprofit aiming to change the face of the news one junior journalist at a time. This is Jay, and you're listening to Society Man, our cross generational podcast where junior journalists speak with program mentors and special guests about the big things happening in their world. In this episode, Samara, Carrie, Ravian, and Lana say their farewells to Trump and share their hopes for the Biden-Harris administration. Like, what do you think the best and worst things are about the Trump presidency? And it's going to be fun to hear you guys try and come up with best. So I think actually one of the few really good things that came out of his presidency is that since 2016, people have been more citizen like active so they've more they've been more aware of what's going on in the world and more involved in politics because they've seen how much this stuff can affect your life and the lives of other people and i just think it made a lot of people want to become activists and just active in general about what's happening and make people like realize and wake up and think especially 2020 so the good thing about seeing how he is and what he does is that people learned from it at least uh, I'll say one of the best things uh, Trump uh, has given us is uh, awareness uh, of the things that go on, truly. Because uh, until like uh, I guess a few years ago, I didn't I didn't know who Trump was until he became president. But he, until he became president, uh, he gave me awareness of his existence. But then after he became president, uh, I became more aware of the type of person he is and how the promises he, he claimed he would make uh, never really came true unless it was for a certain group of people, usually rich white people. So It's almost like what you guys are saying. It's almost like uh, putting heat on a wound to draw out an infection. Um, you know, like it's been building awareness of, of what um, what has gone wrong. Um, all right, so then let's check out uh, the next thing. I mean, you can talk about the worst. Let's just talk about the worst because it seems like you guys both went best. Okay, Lana, go ahead. Um, I think the worst thing that he's done during this presidency is that he's brought out the worst in people. Like when he got into office, you got to see like the racist side of so many people. Like it was like a, a personality change because, you know, people that support him aren't good people. I think, like, the worst about uh, Trump's presidency is how I can say that bad things have been, especially in 2020, they've been an opener for people to, like, really see people's true colors and everything. As, like, for Trump supporters, like, people make videos showing how they are to other people, and it it was just wild and crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Something something that has heartened me just to kind of talk about this is seeing how much people in your generation are, are coming out and speaking out and becoming politically aware in a way that is more active and more severe than, than I, I know our generation was as well. Um, we thought we were pretty woke back in the early Bush days, but this is a whole different movement from y'all. Um, it's amazing. All right, if there's one change you could uh, make from the Trump presidency, um, if you can change one thing, uh, what would it be? 
how, how do you think you, uh, that change would affect the present? Uh, in small sense of the chat, but I was, gonna, I was thinking of it, uh, he doesn't become present. Uh, what that would have affected is that uh, a lot of things that have happened wouldn't have happened. Uh, for example, I'm going to just round it up to 2020. Uh, the, the downplaying of the coronavirus wouldn't have really happened. The vaccine for the coronavirus probably would have uh, been out, if not sooner, but like, I mean, it, it would have been like found because all the resources would came together. But Trump, he decided to shut down that branch of the government. Um, and then uh, another thing, uh, a lot of uh, things would benefit, I, I would say, lots of people than just like a mi minority of people. But not like minorities, but like a minority of like a group of people. Like, like for example, uh, rich white people, uh, I feel like those are the main people he always wants to help. I don't think he cares about uh, the little the little guys. Uh, and then, yeah, that's that's basically some things that probably would uh, happen if he never became president. Um, Lana or Raven, do you want to hop in about something you could change? I'd say that one thing I could change about Trump is that he was more, um, I guess, like a, I could say like a change of heart, maybe, or that he's more open to how the world is and not closed in as much. Because, like, and then also the fact that he doesn't like the heat. Because... Literally, they had, um, I think it was on the news, he was talking about how I love to, like, he was talking about how he loves to win, but he hates losing. And it's like, sometimes you have to lose, win some, you lose some. For the uh, presidential election for this year, it, it was like, but it, it just, it doesn't make sense. So, think that, and then, like I said, be more open of how the world is, because you're closed-minded. And you think that everything is, you know, good. It's not. You can almost argue that he lost both elections. <laughs> you can argue that he lost both elections. Um, Samara, go ahead. I would say if I could change one thing about him or his presidency, it would probably be the neglect. So I think even though I don't, I'm not like Republican side or conservative or whatever. Let's say I was. As any person who cares about this country, his neglect did not get anyone anywhere, whether you're rich, white, whatever. Because you downplaying a pandemic and killing thousands of people, that, no, that, that's ridiculous. That's insane. If you like try to take responsibility and you genuinely do what you can to help the country and help the country does I mean we need to make money because money is not life and money is not what is not what everything is about. Lana, go ahead. Um, I wanted to say that like if I could change one thing about his presidency, I would change his access to social media, or at least like have someone to limit what he says, because the things that he posts like 
why? So I think he really should have had someone who moderated the stuff that he tweets and like posts on Instagram. And like even Twitter, like when he was posting about like coronavirus information, Twitter was like, um, this tweet is not accurate. It's spreading like false accusations and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, any of these questions jumping out? I would, I would, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm being self-indulgent here, but which, which groups of people, uh, do you think were likely threatened the most under Trump's presidency? I'll say like black people are more threatened under his presidency because, um, this man, uh, wanted to put when the Black Lives Matter movement came around the summertime, he wanted to put the militia on us. And militia is military. He wanted to put the military on people who were protesting peacefully, um, which wasn't even needed. And he wanted to call people who were looting. Um, what did he, he called them something, but something very bad, which I believe um, you've done worse than us, sir. So... It just, it, we haven't, it's the fact that now in 2020, it's gotten worse to where people really divided like black and white or any other race for that matter to say that only one race should stay on earth and everything else should just go away. It, it, it's like everything that people, like say for instance, Martin Luther King with um, I Had a Dream speech, he wanted equality. And we can't ha- really have that because of his presidency and everything else that goes on, especially in 2020. So, all right, Lana. Yeah, I agree with what Rabian was saying. Like, um, it affected a lot of people of color, especially Black people. And, like, especially when he was on Twitter calling people at protests thugs. And then he said that the people who were protesting against wearing masks were good people. That really had rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and then there was also the calling the white support, like Nazis, good people on both sides, you know, good people on both sides. That drove me nuts. Um, So then I think we had, who was after? Carrie. All right, I've seen the number one people, uh, like not number one, but the like a lot of people that like Trump did. You know, it was uh the black community. Uh, I would say it's the Latino community. It's uh even uh the gay and trans community. Like those communities, I feel like uh it's 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 like in the sense of being like oh, an old man and not understanding like times have changed. Like he's like. If it's not white, it's not right. If it's not straight, I hate. That 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 that's his that's his mood. Um I mean I mean is he's basically like like it's it's just like he doesn't like things that, that look like him, which which doesn't make sense. No, which doesn't really make sense, um, in my opinion, but but the three communities that I think were the most affected were the LGBTQ, the Black slash African American, and the Latinx community because of how much um, 
of the history that got brought up the past few years because of him and how he um, Trump reminds people of past supremacists and how he reacts to certain people in their cultures. And um, just with the whole build the wall thing since sixth grade, in my 11 year old mind, I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Is he okay? I have a bigger understanding of it now, but before I was just like, even younger, you could tell like he just didn't like things that weren't him or that he didn't like, which is crazy. Because if you're president of the United States and we're supposed to be the great American melting pot, it was a whole song at Schoolhouse Rock about blending cultures and stuff. How are we gonna be a melting pot, but everything has to be what you say. That's not really how melting works. So I think that those three were affected the most because of how much like hate towards those people were brought up, even though there was so much hate of it before. And then how many people have reacted to him reacting to these people. Very nice. Um, I think I think I created the last question to ask, but just to put it on your radar, if you had 30 seconds to tell Trump something to his face, what would you say? Um, so just think about that one. Um, yeah, how do you think Trump will be remembered in 10 years? How do you think he'll be remembered in 100 years? Go ahead, Rabian. In 10 years, a guy who was in there for one term is somebody who said that um, on TV that if my daughter wasn't my daughter, I would totally date her. Um, somebody who's <laughs> who's did a lot of stuff. Um, and then in 100, 100 years, the same thing. Um, somebody who called another per who said to another person that, "Oh, uh, you're not even smart. You don't know um, what smart means." Uh, yeah, that's about it. And also, if I had something to say to Trump, um, you should never have been in. You should never have been elected. Um, and yeah, you're um, you're an orange sus. Have a nice day. Uh, so yeah, we'll save that last the, the one what you'd say to him. <laughs> orange sus. I love it. Uh, we'll save that last question for the end, um, just so we line them all up. You know, um, Carrie though. All right. So in ten years, um, people be like, "Yo, who was that dude?" Uh, who was in the White House a while back. And then in 100 years, they'll be like, yo, who's that dude who was in the White House a while back? Oh, my God. <laughs> you suck send me sometimes, Curry, man. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So we're looking at Samara. I think that in 10 years, most of us will remember as, oh, that one dude. We don't speak of him anymore. He who shall not be named times two. And I feel like in a hundred years, we're gonna, if we're, some of us are still alive, but our grandkids or our kids are gonna be like, oh, another white dude who did something to America. Nothing new. They're probably gonna be like, oh, there's another one. There's just so many. And I think they're just gonna be like, y'all have to deal with that. I feel bad for you. It's gonna be like, well, the way we see Hitler, although they're two different people, I, I feel like in a hundred years, they're gonna be saying it's the same way. Like, oh, that guy that nobody likes, even though there are those few that do like him because they were in power at some point. So yeah. Uh, Lena, take it away. I think in 10 years, like, they're still going to have the aggressive Trump supporters that will be like, oh, Trump should have won the second term. And I think in 100 years, I don't know, they might just see 
they might start putting him in our school textbooks or something like that, and kids will be able to read about him. Um, this is kind of uh, a on-the-fly question I just thought of uh, based on what you guys have been talking about. But uh, how is your generation going to do better? I know it's like me like passing the buck because I am of a generation. But is your generation doing better? You look at Claudia Conway, you know, she's fascinating <laughs> that she's Kellyanne Conway's daughter and is, you know, trying to buck the system. But how y'all how y'all going to do it? Carrie. All right, so here's how I see it. We learn, we've seen um, the bullshit that's happened before us, and we see, oh, y'all was really slipping back then. So then we 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 work um, everything uh, before we we make sure it benefits all people, and if everyone's going to do it the right way, um, uh, we 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 want to make the world a good place. We want to make the world a safe place. We we want to give everyone opportunities, even if um, it doesn't seem right. Um, uh, there's no discrimination. Um, um, maybe maybe um, uh, we, f we find the, the cure to uh, cancer. Maybe we stop global warming. warming. Uh, maybe Biden, don't know what's gonna happen this year, but uh, maybe we find a vaccine for coronavirus. Uh, I mean, you know, um anything can happen with 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 our generation seeing the things that have happened before we i believe in my generation and the generations afterwards that that we can um benefit the world that we can um just make the world a better place raven i totally agree with carrie on that because um yeah our generation like everything we basically we are how can I put it we're learning things and exposing things to basically open up in the world and then not to mention we have better technology adapting adapting into society then not to mention that when we've had enough we are going to speak our mind because after everything, we are tired of what goes on in the world. TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Like, if you see they have people ranting so many times and they are tired of so much that goes on. And with Trump, they've just really had enough. So I think with our generation that when the going gets tough, we get tougher. So I think that with this generation, a big thing is that we're not going to wait. So if we're tired, like Raven said, we're going to work for it because we might be pegged as lazy people who just type on our phones all the time. But when we want something to happen, we make it happen. If we want to get a million views on TikTok, we will practice for hours on the Renegade. If you want something to happen, you're going to work for it and you're going to work for it until you get it because we're stubborn as tech. And a big thing I think about our generation is that we're we don't really want to wait till we're older to do stuff. Like there are just so many teenagers and in, in, in tweens, like in our generation that do not, they, they just not taking it right now. They're like, well, I got time. I got the resources. Let me just save the world. So I just think we're just going to keep working towards what we want because we want to see it change. And why it's different for our generations because 
we normalize so many things that just wasn't normal or okay in the past. Like it's normal for me as a 15 year old in 2020 to hear the word, to hear different terms for LGBTQ because people might've thought it, it didn't go beyond gay and lesbian. But for me, it's normal, it's normal to hear people like give their pronouns and talk so openly about this stuff and talk about being biracial and then um, having to deal with certain things from your sexual orientation and your race and your culture and all this stuff. It, we, we, we're starting to move forward finally and in big masses versus just one person saying something and then nothing ever happening. And I really like you talking about vocabulary playing a big hand in that too, um, how we change our vocabulary. Um, there was it's kind of a follow-up question that's maybe like too specific. I don't know if you guys do feel like addressing it quickly, but um, you know, is all like is hate gonna be weeded out over time? Like how how did like how does the hate end up weeding itself out? Okay. That seems like people want to address that. Uh Carrie. Honestly, and I think about this a lot. Uh, I don't think hate will really go away because uh, hate's a mindset. Like, like um, for I'm just use racism for example. Like, um, racism is something that stems from like how I see it. It stems from generation to generation. From like this is what um, like your grandpappy might have told uh little Jimmy back then, uh, and then little Jimmy, he would pass it down to his son, uh, Big Terry. And then Big Terry, he might have reworked it, but it's still gonna be the same mindset until like now, now their, now their daughter, um, um, Jessica, right? She dates um, a black dude, right? And so Jessica, she's not racist per se, but like, it's like she, she was taught with those like, those ideas, but like the racism, but they were just reworked. Uh, like, for example, I mean, also get out, for example, because uh, it's not blatant, straight up racism. It's more like sub, sub, uh, subliminal in a sense, right? Like uh, the, the girlfriend uh, in the movie, she, 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 she went, she's lived in uh, Kahlua for, for um, practically his body in a sense. Because uh, in her family, uh, the body of a black person is is uh, treasured due to the fact that um, I don't know I forgot half the movie, but uh, they because because but it's very uh, uh, I'll explain it. But like like I said, it's a thing that's it's not it's passed down uh, and it's reworked. But I don't think hate will ever like really go away. Yeah, I mean, I think you're making a really good point. I think that you know we're talking about the vocabulary of progressives evolving, the vocabulary of racism is evolving as well. You know, we we don't we, they obviously seem like old static things in these old beliefs, these ancient stupid beliefs. Um, but there's adaptation. Coded language is you know. There are a lot more dog whistles um, that are being identified and that are still being made by people who operate in that mindset of hatred. Um, all right, who have we got next? Lana. 
Yeah, I agree with what Carrie was saying. Like, I think like hate is generational. And like, I, it's always going to be here, like no matter what we try to do. But I do think that our generation is trying to like lessen it because we usually don't settle for bigotry and things like that. So we're the generation that's trying to educate ourselves and to do better and to make sure that everybody's informed of what's wrong and what's right. Very nicely said. Um, uh, smart. Okay, so I agree. I think that hate won't completely dissipate, but we can do better. So let's start with that first. And as far as hate is concerned, like hate comes from somewhere. It's rooted from something. So first we got to explore and address it so we can diminish it. We're just saying, we don't like hate, stop hating. Because if you just fight fire, fire, that's not really going to get you anywhere. And like what Lana said, like educate people. A lot of people don't know the roots of where their hate comes from, why they're, they were a race to think a certain way. And we need to like, I know it's my son, but we need to like teach people how to think, which is basically saying, tell people to explore what's going on and to really think about it and not just, just take stuff in, like actually understand it and form your own opinions and then figure out why this matters and why it's important. Very nice. Um, all right, who do we have? Uh, Ravian. Um, so I agree with every, everybody um, that hate, hate, hate is not going to leave. It is not going to leave that easily. But with this generation, with um, what Samara said, we can educate ourselves on it. Like, what one person you can learn from another person. You could hopefully change their ways on how they see life, what their parents have taught them. Because, like, like I, there's videos of kids, how they talk to their parents, talking about how their type of rules are different and that this is not how things should be, this is not how things should work, because of what you say doesn't, it's not for everybody. So I just feel like we can outweigh the, oh my, is it out? <laughs> well, good, good, um, overcome people basically. So. Certainly banking on it. Um, the, uh, it's the thing, sorry, this is a long tangent and I won't go too deep into this and maybe this shouldn't be the question, but I don't understand how I watch the same Disney movies as those conservative people. You know, like, it feels like all of your children's stories are about choosing, you know, good for the community as opposed to selfish individualism. I have no idea how we watched the same thing and came away with totally different messages, you know? Um, Anyway, so no, I, I knew that I was gonna like, we don't have to talk about pop, like let's keep it focused on Trump a little bit, unless you really can channel that through Trump. Um, but uh, but yeah, let's stay focused on Trump. Um, I like uh, Jay's question. What, uh, what, does, what makes uh, America great again? Like what does that mean to you versus what it means to Trump? Um, I think that make America great again for Trump means let's bring it back to the old ways where everyone was not treated the same way. And the people who are like me had the things they wanted because I'm like me and that works, that works for me. So it's okay. 
But I think that great make America great again just doesn't work for people who have been oppressed and people who have been hurt by this country. Of course, it's a great country, but we still have a lot of stuff to work on. So maybe instead of saying make America great again, how about let's make America great in the first place? Because then we can actually boast about something that's worth boasting about. Make America great again, slavery. Make America great again, genocide. Yeah, I don't want that to happen again, so. Man. All right, anyone else want to jump on that? Samara just mic dropped it, that's what. Um, I guess the... Um, this one is good because we, you know, we're we're saying we're looking in our rearview mirror at Trump, but we got something on the horizon. What you know? What would you like to see from Biden Harris? Um, how much hope do you have for them? Are you going to take it away? I like what Samara said. Samara said in uh, the chat, she said existence, but um, yeah, existence. Um, more opportunities for women um, to just <laughs> to just work on to just work on America in whole to try and at least not hide anything from everybody because like as you can see we're trying to get everything ourselves trying to learn the history when people have been hiding it, um, Trump to be exact, but anyway, um, yeah, just try to be, um, try to just at least work on, work on America as it is, as not as it is, work on America for the better future. Um, Samara. All right, if I had to make a list of words to describe what I expect from the Biden-Harris administration, it'd be maturity, integrity, leadership, intelligence, honesty, performance, positive change, and innovation. Everything that Trump is not. Carrie. What I want from Biden-Harris? Uh, one thing, I just, I just want a real change. Um, like, uh, I feel like for a long time, I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of things are going to change, but I feel like, uh, from like, from what we're transitioning from, I just want like, a, like things to work in a better fashion, you know, for, cause I feel like buying hairs, I feel like they, like they care about people. Like, and I've only been conscious. I only have consciousness, like remember like two like presidents, is Trump and uh, Barack, but uh, I hope to see that Biden uh, can make a change. Nice. Um, Samara, did you want to follow up on what you talked about in the chat? Sure. I was just going to mention, like, with police reform in particular, because I remember hearing, let me get her name right. I'm going to get a name right because that matters. Kamala. Yes. Kamala Harris. Um, speaking about, um, it's not about like hating on America, it's about seeing that you love this and you're gonna tell, it's okay. In simple terms, it's like if you have a child and you tell them they stink and they need to put deodorant on, right? You're not being mean by telling them they stink, but you're addressing the issue so you can make everything better. It's like that. So if you notice that there is a problem with something or something you want to like fix or reform for the better of the people, you're going to address it and you're going to work on it from the inside because this isn't about one cop or one person deciding to make a bad choice. These are grown people with like 
brains that have grown that they can use and that could be, you know, not mean and just killing people. Like, I don't, this is just a lot though. The, the main thing is going in the inside and actually addressing the problems and like making long lasting change because this regular change thing is not gonna work. Cause let's say, oh, well just let's put duct tape on the boat. No, fix the boat with like nails and screws and stuff. It's not gonna actually get fixed if you keep putting duct tape on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I would love to see some defunding of the police. It is disheartening to me that Kamala uh, proudly wore the, uh, waved the banner saying that she was top cop when she was, uh, you know, in her position as DA um, and was, you know, is generally seen as very pro-police. It, it almost was strategic in a way where the Democrats needed to say, like, no, we are about the police force because <laughs> we're bringing Kamala on. Yeah, why do uh, come up. like defunding the police or like reforming it means we're going to hate on it? No, we're just going to change the parts that hurt people. Because if you're okay with the police hurting people, then you're not okay with police because police are there to protect and serve. They're like literally knights in shining armor, except they're not in shining armor. But you get the point. Um, Lana. I would love to see the Biden-Harris administration just like take off all of the hateful Republicans and just like make changes in America that would just make them so angry. Cause I'd love to see them upset. They deserve it. Yeah, there has been, you know, the Democrats have looked kind of toothless, uh, you know, these past four years. They've just been really, they've done nothing really concrete to, to fully stop this hatred and we need to rebuke it, you know, and, and the uh, conservatives, you know, they were jamming in court appointees left and right, you know, before, you know, like weeks before the election. Um, and I think we need to see the Democrats gain some teeth in that. Uh, how is the Trump, uh, how has Trump existence, how like has Trump uh, affected you? Personally, he has given me a lot of stress that I should not have gotten yet because I'm 15. I should be getting the stress when I'm 35 years old and have to deal with like taxes and stuff. But he worries me so much because I like keep bringing this age thing to mind because I'm like, this is what's happening when I'm little and I'm noticing this stuff. Am I going to notice more stuff when I'm older and just seeing how much he just jacked up so many people's lives? Like, it's so hard to talk about this because it seems too obvious that he's a horrible person. Like, how can you be a good president when you're a jacked up person and an even worse citizen? So if you're a bad person, you're a bad citizen. If you're a bad citizen, you're an even worse president. So that makes absolutely no sense. Carrie, you're the one who asked the question. How has the Trump presidency uh, affected you? Oh, um, it's ruined a lot of things from my childhood. For example, um, Home Alone is not ruined for me due to the fact that I found out he was in it. One of the little rascals. Oh my gosh! Yes, sorry. Um, other than that, uh, personally, he hasn't affected me as a as a person. Other than those two things, uh, oh yeah, Fresh Prince. He he definitely affected Fresh. Bro, I I saw that video of him on Fresh Prince, and all that went through my mind is like, I bet he hated shaking their hands. I don't think he affected me personally. But I think, like, he gave 
the impression to people that like anyone could be a president. Anyone could just do that job, not take it seriously and just like do it like it's a joke or something. And it's not a joke. Like you're supposed to be running this country. Very nice. Yeah, Atlanta just roasted him, which reminds me, we should get back to our last question. We're getting close to the end here. Um, yeah, if you have 30 seconds to say something to Trump straight to his face, you're in the same room as him. Oh, God, it probably smells bad. You can probably see the space between his hairs and where the orange ends and the bright white pink, which is not my type of pink, begins. Uh, and maybe smell the decaying uh, body inside of that meat sack um, coming, escaping through his mouth. Um, anyway, that's all there. And you have 30 seconds to stare him in the face and tell him something. What? do you say? Samara? I'm going to keep this simple and brief. It's going to be this. Educate yourself. Do better. If you need help growing up, call me. I'm right here. Very good. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Ravian. Okay. Dear Trump, whatever you thought you did right, you did absolutely wrong. You should have had been president in the first place. I don't know who told you or what made you think you could be president. Because no, you posting stuff on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else wasn't right. Um, kids don't like you. Uh, mothers don't like you. Your, pro your wife probably doesn't like you. Neither probably your family. But hey, we're not going that far. But um, yeah, you... Uh, yeah. Uh, have a nice day, Orange Fest. Bye. I was just like cackling. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carrie, take it away. All right. Um, it's, it's two scenarios. Um, so if I were mean, like right now, like on the street, I'd be like, hey, Donald, you're fired. If, if you don't get the reference, um, it's from his old reality TV show. But then it's also. Um, what I was thinking of uh, when he said, I was thinking that one song where it was like, hey, Rachel, you you, uh, you, you big, uh, it's inappropriate, but um, where you, you took me off the schedule and it, it was that. But then it was like, um, if I were to also meet him, uh, the one thing I would tell him is, um, uh, thank you. And that, and that was it. <laughs> I take it that was a sarcastic thank you then? Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Lana. I would ask him, what exactly did you think you did? Because his slogan for 2020 was keep America great. But I don't see like what he did to make America great in the first place. He's like literally murdering people with his ignorance um, and, you know, spreading that ignorance. Well, all right. Uh, you know, we addressed this last one. I think you guys knocked this out of the park. You guys uh, injected me with a bit of energy that I was sorely lacking from my lack of sleep. Um, and uh, I'm really glad you guys 
you're in charge of these next steps. Uh, we're handing the planet over. I'm not dying tomorrow, but we're handing the planet over to, uh, you know, some people who are ready to kick some A. Um, anyway, any last things you want to address? Any last questions? You know, we have a, just a t only a couple minutes, but uh, just wanted to do the, the classic journalist thing. Was there anything that you feel that we didn't address in the, our discussion today. Smart. Bro, can we like actually email him this stuff or something? Or like, I don't know, get this on something. I don't know, I feel like a lot of people need to hear this, especially Trump. Thanks for listening to Society Man, J.R. Nola's cross-generational podcast. If you enjoyed the brutal honesty of Gen Z, hit the subscribe button to stay updated. Rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to right now. You can check out more awesome content from our junior journalists by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WeAreJRNOLA. Lastly, if you'd like to become a junior journalist, be a guest on our show, or just want to support our mission to change the face of journalism, visit our website at www.jrnola.org.